God knows exactly what your situation is. And God knows that you need to know that today's word says unkept. Now, when we say unkept, we are talking about a situation of limitless. We are talking about situation of endless. We are talking about a situation where there is always availability. Now, children of God, circumstances do tend to put us in a situation whereby you find yourself like you are in the jar like this and it's been kept such that whatever your capabilities are as much as what is in this jar. It reminds me of when children would play around and put insects and keep them in buckles so that they could see what they do. It sometimes feels in life like we are in a restricted jar, like someone is just watching to see what is it that we can do, how high can we jump, but he knows that we cannot get out. I'm just saying, child of God, the life that God wants for you is an unlimited life, an unkept life. The things that can limit you are not just things of the world, but God wants to give you an opportunity today to learn how he has made that provision for us to have an unkept life. And on top of that, he wants to empower you on how you need to tap in yourself into an unkept life. Our life was never meant to be kept. Our life was meant to be such that we could access everything. And I just want you to know that God is there for someone that is out there. He knew exactly your situation. He knows what is it that you need today. He is an unchanging God. Because it says in Genesis 12 verse 2, Then I will make you into a great nation. Watch this child of God. The God that we love is a compassionate God. He wants us to be a great nation. On top of that, he says in Genesis 12 verse 2, Still, I will bless you. So a blessing is part of what is amended from God. It is not part of a kept life. It is not part of a restricted life in blessings, such that when I talk about an unkept life situation, I want you to think of a situation of a network. These days, I find we work a lot on Zoom, we work a lot on the internet, and everyone needs unkept Wi-Fi. You don't want to be in a meeting, in an important meeting, in an important life-changing meeting, and then you find that your Wi-Fi is cut. Now, I'm just saying, child of God, the God that we serve wanted our life to be that kind, in that it's unkept. No one should be stopping you from achieving anything because it goes on to say in Genesis 12 verse 2, then I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing. Now the God that we say says that our life, when people look at it, it should exemplify divine blessing. When God says our life should exemplify divine blessing, that is why he gave us the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit is there for us to ensure that we get the divine blessings. Now our word is taken from 2 Kings 
chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7. Here we are seeing a woman who had just been widowed. And she tells Elisha, a prophet, about her debts and the debt collectors wanting to come and get their money and her sons to go and take them as slaves. It says here, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I want you to note here, the important thing that we are going to be talking about here is these two questions. What shall I do for you? What do you have in your house? As we are reading this scripture, child of God, I want your mind to go and look into your situation as well. Because the God that we serve is asking you again today, what shall I do for you? And he's asking you again, what do you have in your house? You see, God is not complicated. He's not going to say, go and get something out there. Go and look for something because he knows the power is in him. It is not in the things that he's saying, look for. So today we are going to be interested in these two questions. What shall I do for you? Because that question alone opens up a lot of things and possibilities in our lives, child of God. And the second one, what do you have in your house? I'm just saying, God is saying, you have been sitting with the treasures that I've given you. They are in your house. And the word continues and, and she said, your main servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you come in, you shall shut the door behind you. And your sons then pour it into all those vessels. They pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Now it further goes on to say, now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And then he said, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, Go and sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons live on the rest. So child of God, here we see God providing from what she had in her house. So I just want us to thank God for his word. Thank you, Father, that we are going to use this word to liberate us. I want to use this word to outline important aspects in our life that will liberate us, that will make us not kept by the world. Thank you, Lord. Now, often life situations can be such that there is a feeling of being kept. The widow here was kept by situations. One of the situations that was keeping the widow was the fact that she had lost her husband. 
the fact that they had a lot of deaths, the fact that there was no food in the house was keeping this lady. She felt that she couldn't do much because of the situation that was keeping her. She further says there is nothing in the house. I get the feeling that the reason why there was nothing in the house is because the dead collectors had already taken everything. But I'm here to say, child of God, with God, that doesn't keep you. That doesn't end the situation. It says they were about to have her children taken away to slavery. Now she was feeling helpless. You know, child of God, when you are helpless, that is the time when God is about to show up and show off because the God that we serve has no situation that is beyond his capability. So even today, when they were saying this, the woman was saying, I have nothing, but God was about to show up. In fact, sometimes when you are listing the things that are not going right in your mind, it is so that you can see when God has removed them, how far you've come because the God that we serve is about to change situations. When I was looking at the word today, the important thing that we need to hold on to is that God said in his word, go and get more vessels. So go and get more vessels. The more vessels you have, it means the more God can pour into them for you. Sometimes it seems daunting, but you will follow through as we continue. Now today's situations can also keep you children of God. But I just want to say you have power over joblessness because the God we serve will unkept all the possibilities and make sure that you are not stifled you can jump and do all sorts of things because he will take you out of there divorce can make you feel like you are stifled a failing marriage substance abuse by either your parents or even the children can make you feel stifled child of god but I'm here to tell you that there is hope because of the powerful God that we serve. There is hope. That is why Jesus came so that we would not be hopeless. So that we would not feel like we have nobody with us. Though we are looking at this situation of a woman in the Bible who was in the Old Testament. I want to share and even better news child of god to say when jesus came to die for our sins what happened was that when he left to sit with the father he says i then will be in you together with my father together with the holy spirit so now the challenges we are bigger than them that is why nothing can keep us nothing can make us feel like we cannot Go out there. But the word today is going to show us exactly how we can access these blessings through God's word. So all these things, abandonment by loved ones has no hold over you, child of God. To name a few. Now here, I just want us to go through some of the important points. The first point that we're going to go through, it says, what shall I do? for you. Write it down if you are taking notes. What shall I do for you? 
This is a very important question. Even Jesus, when he was walking, he would ask people, what shall I do for you? We see him walking and people are screaming and there's a blind man. The blind man hears the noise because when there's an important person in town, you can hear there's a large crowd following through. He says, what is happening? And they say, there is the son of David. Jesus, the son of David, is walking past. I'm here, child of God, to say, never let that situation where the sign of God is present, never let it pass. The blind man saw exactly that and he started saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Even today, we are here to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. He knows our situation, but when we speak the power of the word, is so powerful that he stopped and said who is that they were actually trying to keep him quiet but when we have spoken we say lord see us lord hear us i like what happens here because it is powerful what happens is he stops and then he commands the people to bring the blind man to him you know when he commands them to bring him to him, it is because he knows very well that this man is blind. So Jesus knew exactly what his problem is. So he could have easily said, man, you can see, but he asks him. He also asks him in Luke 18 verse 40, he said, what do you want me to do for you? I feel like Jesus again today is reminding us that have we spoken to him? Have we said exactly what we want him to do? Because saying it is faith. Saying it is saying, I believe that you are the one that can address this situation for me. Saying it is an act of faith in itself. That is why even Elisha asked the woman, what can I do for you? And the woman had said already earlier on that I need someone to help me because of death than my children that are about to be taken away. Even now, child of God, God is saying, what do you want him to do for you? And the blind man said, Lord, I just want my sight. And he said, your faith has healed you. Jesus knew exactly what was wrong with the man. Just like he knows exactly what is wrong with us. What our needs are. But he wants us to say it. Lay it down to him. Have communion with him. Talk to him. Pray to him. And say exactly what is it that we need. You may say it aloud if you are sitting alone. Even right now. Say it aloud. If you are sitting with someone. Find the corner later on and say it. So that you can communicate with God. In other words, what God says in his word comes to my mind. For instance, what he says in James where he says, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. But I'm saying, child of God, I'm one of those that used to believe a long time ago that God knows what I want. He knows the desires of my heart. Later on, the more I read the word, the more I got to understand that Asking him is part of faith. 
telling him what I believe he can do for me is part of faith. Outlining it in detail is looked at as part of faith. And the good thing is, because we have the Holy Spirit in us, he's even able to articulate it when we cannot. Now, one of the things that also came to mind is that he even says, still in James, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. Let's correct our motives, child of God. Correct your motives. Let it not be about the neighbor. Let it not be about just riches so we can show off on WhatsApp, so we can show off on Instagram. That mustn't be the motive. God looks at the heart. What are you going to do when you have been blessed? I know a lot of things that you could do. You could bless others. You could give to others. You could advance his kingdom. There are so many people that are out there that could use a helping hand. But let it not just be about selfish motives. And I'm not saying that, child of God, but his word reminds us that part of what we need to be careful about is that it must be about the right motives. I love the story of Solomon because Solomon, we hear in the Bible that he was a good king at the time. So he asked and said, can I just have wisdom, Lord, so I can be able to rule over your children and be able to judge over your children. How many of us ask for things and have it in our mind that there are people that we have an upper hand on that we can assist? How many of us think about the people that can benefit from what God can bless us? God says to Solomon, because of what you have asked, you have not asked for riches, you have not asked for wealth or health, I am going to give you all those things on top of the wisdom you've asked for. I was just helping somebody note that you need to have the right motives, child of God. So here is a man who they are trying to say, shush, you shouldn't be saying much, but he heard that Jesus was about time. Today, I want you to know that, and I declare it, that the Spirit of God may it move to where you are, such that the Spirit that was in Jesus when he was able to break bread and it multiplied and he was able to feed 5,000. Let that kind of spirit be there so it can move and multiply your thing so that you cannot be kept. Now we see here, it says, what do you have in the house? You know why I love this? Is because in most cases, I love to do projects. I'm one of those people who I thrive on doing projects. If I'm not helping to renovate something, I'm helping to build something. If I'm not helping to build something, I'm helping to start something. But what he says here, what do you have in the house? So what I normally do is I find I will budget and I will use a certain amount of money to say, okay, I have so much for this project. I always need to start with money. but. God is teaching us something new here to say it is not about money. It is not about going to break the bank. It is not about going to find something out there. It is about what you have in your house. 
And that's why I love God because what God is saying up front is that I have the power to turn whatever it is that is in your hands into something marvelous. I have the power to turn whatever it is that you have into something big. So God is challenging us even right now to say, look around. That is why the prophet wanted to start with what does she have in her house? And when you think about it, she starts by saying there is nothing in the house except oil. Now, when I thought about this, I was like, you know, God, it's not necessarily about the oil. Because she could have easily said, I only have a small amount of flour. And God would have still done the miracles. Because we see God doing the same miracle with Elisha, another prophet, previously, whereby the woman only had small oil and small flour, and God used that to feed the woman and the prophet and the child for months, if I can put it that way. Just from this, he could multiply. So it was not about the oil. Even in your case, it is not about what is not in the house. It is about what is in the house. It is about what is in your position. It is about what resources has God given you. Those resources are the ones that we are looking for. That God has given you. When Jesus was preaching to 5,000 people, and as he was preaching, it got late and he said, these people must sit down, I will feed them. I'm, I'm cutting the story short. And he said, what do you have? So he wasn't saying, I cannot feed them, but he wanted to show them that they can be part of this miracle. What do you have? And they gave him five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish. And from that, he could feed 5,000 men. And on top of that, have 12 buckets left over just from five loaves of bread. So it's not about the fact that God doesn't know how to multiply things, but I just want you to know that God wants you to be part of the miracle. God wants you to be part of the miracle. God is using the vessels that he has on your side to be part of the miracle. He asked them similar questions. What do you have? The first point was, what shall I do for you? The second point was, what do you have in the house? The third point was, nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Now the fourth point is, go borrow vessels from everywhere. What I like about this is that it's saying to us, God knows that he will go ahead of you into the neighbors. They will open for you. They will give you the, the vessels. Now, it further says, do not gather just a few. I can imagine them carrying way too many because they've been told, do not gather just a few. Even today, child of God, I want you to know that God is trusting you to take action. And when you take action, do not just gather just a few. 
If God is saying to you, walk out there and do ABCD, do not just gather just a few vessels. In fact, take so many vessels that even the people, when they see you carrying them, you look so crazy because you have faith that it is not about the oil being small. It is about the fact that the one who controls the flow can control the flow to a point that it will be endless, to a point that it will fill up all these jars. So I'm just saying, child of God, God is saying to you out there, I'm about to fill up jars for you. How many have you collected? Join in the miracle. Join in performing this miracle. Do something. Because sometimes I find we find it comfortable to just be sitting and praying because it is easier than when God says, stand up, I've heard you. Go and get the vessels so that I can fill them up. There is that part, child of God, that we need to play like this woman was playing right here. Child of God, when it comes to these benefits that God is talking about, faith without works has no benefit. We need to then go out there and do what God is saying to us we must do. The vessels need to be filled. I'm thinking of an example here. If you are facing a problem whereby there is joblessness, joblessness can only be resolved by us going out there. You may have gone out before, you may have issued so many CVs before, but today you are standing on a new way, on a declaration of vessels. Get as many vessels as you can. And I'm saying, child of God, in the name of Jesus, those vessels will be full. In the name of Jesus, that job is yours. It doesn't matter whether it's lockdown or not. I've seen miracles. I've seen children of God get jobs even during lockdown. I've seen children of God get promotions even during lockdown. So he says, gather a lot of vessels. A lot of vessels. What's been laid in my heart, child of God, is that the more vessels you get, the more faith you have. Because if you get a few vessels, it means you are doubting the capability of God filling it up. But if you get more vessels, you are trusting that the God will only stop when the last vessel has been filled. I'm saying large ones, small ones, get them. For as far as you can go, go get them. Many means many. Show your faith by getting more vessels, child of God. Let us not sit in the wilderness like the children of Israel. The children of Israel searched for 40 years in the wilderness. They literally said because they did not have faith, they sent out spies and said, No, God says he's got land full of milk and honey for us there. You go and check. We will only go there. If all of you says it's fine, then God saw that they did not have faith. And because of that, they were punished for every day that they were out there. It was a year they spent in wilderness. I'm saying, child of God, we have no 
place in the wilderness because whatever sins we have have been forgiven through Jesus Christ dying for our sins at the cross so that we could be forgiven for whatever so that we are forgiven we are forgiven child of God and when you are forgiven you have divine blessings so here I'm seeing a woman who had an opportunity to glean in divine blessings and because of the spirit that was in the man of God but now the difference with the New Testament is that Jesus made it's such that the spirit we are talking about lives in us. The ability for jars to be filled lives in us because of what Jesus did for us, child of God. I'm just here to relieve you, to say no worries. Wake up and go out there knowing that Jesus is walking with you. Wake up and call someone. Be your own agent. I'm saying, child of God, be your own agent right now. Don't even wait for agents because sometimes they will show you a job when they want to. They will show you an opportunity when they want to. I want you to believe so that you can avoid any disappointments. Now the next point is you shall shut the door behind you. The prophet said to the woman, go get the chance and then you shall shut the door behind you. I'm sure God is talking to you right now. As you are thinking, why did God say the woman must shut the door? God is doing a big thing in your life. And some of the things that God is doing in our lives are such that we don't want someone saying to us, that jar is too big and that oil won't fill up that jar. Because sometimes, child of God, when we leave the door open, a neighbor will go past and say, what are you doing? Because her faith and your faith is different. Sometimes, child of God, when you are sitting and praying, because the word says, when you are praying, you should just the door and pray and talk to God by yourself. We see this in Matthew 6, 6 where it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Sometimes, and I'm talking to myself as well, it is so tempting to share what God is doing in my life. It is so tempting to share what God is doing in our lives. But when God sometimes says, just close the door, remember to close the door. I always find it is a battle between sharing the goodness of God and people seeing too much to a point where it is unstable for them. But God will talk to you, we have the Holy Spirit. He will guide you. But here, with this woman, it was clear, shut the door. Pour it into all those jars and set aside the full ones. And it says, there is not one jar that was not full. It only ceased when the jars were finished. So as we are looking at this last point, I just want you to remember that our faith will determine 
how much we get of blessings. So as much as you are trusting God, what are you going out there to do to ensure that your vessels are enough for what God is about to do in your life? The action is getting the vessels. We always say that faith without words is dead and the words is actually the action. If we have faith but we sit down in a room, we have not moved out. And God is teaching us here. This, if I can say, it is faith 101. In that it's saying, for the oil to be multiplied, get the vessels. Faith 101, for the oil to be multiplied, get the vessels. I love you, Lord, because you know what you're saying. This miracle did not need anything from the outside. It's part of the reason why God was saying, shut the door. Because the miracle did not need anything from the outside. The miracle needed God. Your miracle needs God. Your miracle is about to blow up because it needs just God. The filling up of vessels touched me a lot. It actually even reminded me of an earlier incident where Elisha had been asked by kings, three kings who had come together as friends to fight his another king. They decided to go through the desert so that it's easier for them. But as they are in the desert, I think it was about seven days, they realized that they have no water. You know, when you have no water, you come into a crossroad whereby there is no going back if you go back. But by the time you get back there, you will all be dead. You are right now in the middle of it. There are situations whereby you come to a crossroads. You're like, you know, God, right now the only miracle I need is you. So the kings are saying there is no water. Our soldiers are going to die. Our animals, the horses are going to die. What shall we do? That's one of the kings says, Isn't there a man of God that can help us? Sometimes, child of God, they will call for you because of the God that you says. They will say, Isn't there something that you know that can help us here? And I'm saying, child of God, one of the things that we are going to be helping people with today, whether it's family members or not, is about the importance of vessels. So they call the men of God, they call Elisha, and when Elisha comes, to cut the long story short, he says something ridiculous. I love God because when his requirements are ridiculous, it is so that we can just know that we were part of the miracle, but we were not the miracle. It was God who was the miracle. So he says to the kings, just be some ditches, a lot of ditches. Isn't this similar to the vessels? He says, dig ditches. When someone says dig ditches, you are looking around, there is no river. He even says in the way, I love what he says in the way, because he says, you will see no wind, you will see no rain, and there is no river. 
Fatigue the teachers. There is faith in being teachers, knowing that you are in the desert. There is no river. There is no rain that's coming. And we are about to die from thirst. So they dig the ditches, and the prophet also says to them, You will see no wind, for the Lord says, You will not see wind or rain, but the valley will be filled with water. How many times have we been asked by God to say, Go and do this, but we look around and we're like, Actually, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But God is involving you in this because your faith as well will make it part of what will happen. So they did the ditches and in the morning, water from nowhere just flows in and filled the ditches. So the God that we serve is powerful like that. Don't try and see how he's going to do it. Use the resources that he's given you because even they had to send men to go and dig those ditches so that they were part of the miracle. They didn't say, no, 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 no. We don't want to dig ditches. Why are we helping you, God? Just bring us rain. They didn't ask why this way. Sometimes, child of God, your miracle is different to my miracle. I don't know what you are trusting God for, but dig those ditches and the water will come and the water will flow in and the water will fill those ditches and people will say, we thought he was crazy. We thought she was crazy. But because we know the God that you serve fills ditches, the God that you serve continually fills our ditches. The God that you serve does not want us to go thirsty or hungry. The God that you serve continually knows how to make sure we are filled. So the bringing of the vessels or the digging of the ditches or even the bringing of the bread so that Jesus could break it up was just so that they could be part of the miracle. Isn't it wonderful that God wants you to be part of the miracle? You are not the miracle. He is the one who does the miracle. But you are part of the miracle. We are being unkept children of God. No one will keep us after today because we now know that our faith requires us to do works. And when we are working, Imagine millions of children of God working and out there and filling and getting those vessels and getting them for the right motives and on top of that, doing exactly what God wants us to do. Doing His will. We are grateful, Lord, for reminding us today that we need more of the vessels. Now, as I'm trying to draw to a close, I just wanted you to remember, God constantly asks two questions. The first one is, what do you need? This one talks to lack. Lack is the state of being without or not having enough of something. 
Now, if you have a state of being without or not having enough of something, God is talking to you today. Identify it, ask for it from God. And secondly, it says, What do you have? This one says, Identify what resources do you have that God can use to elevate you. Because God is about to uncap you. God is about to unleash you. Even your neighbors won't recognize you. Even your family members won't recognize you. I am forever grateful for what God does in my life because every day he continually shows me his goodness and his greatness. And I've seen him do it even for you child of God, I've seen him do for so many children of God that unkeeping is of note. Even today we are asked the same question. So ask for a child of God. Identify to you yourself. Do what you have to do. God is involving you in your own miracle. Like he did with the woman who had to go and get the vessels. Like he did with Moses when he said, use the rod that you have in your hand to pass the sea, to hit the rock so that the water could come out. So I'm saying, child of God, we are being unkept and our situation is going to change because of that. Now there's something that is for me, number three, that I want you to do besides asking yourself the question of what do you like and two, what do you have in your hand? I want you to, number three, for me, family and friends are dear to us. And when we do it for that, our motive is right. Who in your family needs your assistance, child of God? Sometimes it is not just uncaring for yourself. Maybe you have it all. Maybe your situation is not as bad as family members. I'm reminded of the friends who carried that crippled man, that sick man. Their friends carried him to Jesus, for Jesus to heal him. And when they found that it was so crowded, they couldn't go through the crowd. They went to the roof and opened a piece of a roof and lowered him to where Jesus is. I'm saying children of God, sometimes the word is just so that we can go and get vessels to go and help a cousin out there, so that we can go and help a friend out there, and also not only help by giving what he needs, but also by sharing the word of God and teaching them. For instance, I'm reminded, I'm just sharing briefly, one of the things that I like to do when it comes to church members, when they were looking for jobs, if I had that this one has been looking for a job for long, I've had a few people, not just a few, but quite a, a handful, where I've said to them, let's get the vessels, go and print the CVs, and I'm coming with you, and I will drive with them to areas where I think they could get the job. So I'm saying, child of God, sometimes you need to be the one that helps someone to get the vessels and they would get the job I would drop them sometimes come and pick them from the office areas they would find something you could be help for someone child of God sometimes it's not only about us we are blessed so that we can see who needs a blessing so child of God today I've spoken 
at length about what we can do to have the unkept situation. So child of God, go out there, live the life that God desires us to live, a life of divine blessing, so that people can see and know and want the Jesus that you have. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the word because today you are empowered. You will not sit down until you have so many vessels. Whether it is in business, child of God, whether it is in your career, child of God, whether it is academics, if you are a student. And academics, sit down, think, what are the vessels that God wants me to get? Does it mean if I'm struggling, does it mean I must go and get extra meds, do extra meds, do extra this, get more tutorials if I still want to be a doctor? What are the vessels? I've had to think for myself, what are the vessels, God? I've used my education as a vessel to get some things. What are the vessels that God is showing you today that you can use? I've had sometimes vessels are the resources, the money that you have in your house, not what you don't have, to get to your vessels. Child of God, I thank God for everything that He teaches us continually. Even today, Lord, we are forever grateful for your way. We are going to go out there and get as many vessels. You say to us, not a few, Lord, we are ready. We are putting out so many. We are just going to pretend like it's raining out there. We are going to take out even the biggest and the largest vessel, Lord. Because it is raining your blessings for your children today. You have spoken a word. And if they hold on to your word, it shall happen for them, God. They shall see rain coming in. They shall see rain in a good way, filling up all those jars. In the name of Jesus, we are not unkept. We are not going to be closed in, my Lord. Thank you, Father for your God and your King. I just want to pray again today with someone who has felt so tired, they've tried so hard. Today God wants to say, leave it with me. All you need to do is just leave it with me. I'm going to make it so light, you will even find it easy to go out there. God, your children, Father, are tired. The world can be so hectic. Today, my God, I'm saying, make their bed in lights. Make them find that even when they are walking, finding the things that you want them to find so that they can be empowered by you, Lord. Let them find it light. Let them find it easy. My God, your favor goes with them, Lord. And I just want to pray again with someone who wants to receive Jesus Christ so that they can have this life forgiveness that comes from you, Lord. Say this prayer with me. I'd like Jesus to come into my heart. I'd like my sins to be forgiven. I believe that the Father has forgiven my sins. I am now a child of God. And I believe that Jesus died for my sins and he is seated with the Father. Thank you, Father, that I'm now a child of God and I can get the benefits that children of God get. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you made that decision, the Bible says that heaven is celebrating because a child of God, someone has given their life to Christ, which is you. If you made that decision today, heaven is celebrating because you have become part of God's kingdom. You've become 
part of a representative to shine your light everywhere you go. And if you make that decision, would you text SAVE to the number below? Would you text SAVE in the comment section? We just want to connect with you. We want to help you on a process to help you grow, to help you to navigate this new life that you're living and help you get plugged into a local community wherever you are. So text SAVE to the number below.